So that right there is a brand new message series that we are starting next week that is titled, Then Sings My Soul. What we're gonna be doing for three weeks is we're gonna be looking at three different hymns. How many of y'all enjoy hymns? All right, so we, we got some hymn lovers in here. That's good. So we're gonna be talking about three different hymns for three weeks. We're gonna be talking about how it was written, but most importantly, what God's word says about the context of those songs. So how we can apply it to our lives and the goodness of God. So I wanna encourage you, it's gonna be a beautiful, beautiful series. So make sure you are here or you watch online. It is going to be very, very impactful and it's gonna be beautiful because hymns are just, it's something special. I love it. But, um, you know, getting into today's message, I, you know, everybody has their first love, right? Everybody does. Some of us, it, you know, we're married to them and we're sitting next to them. But a lot of us, you know, our first love, it, they're not here, okay? And a lot of times it ended the wrong way or, or it ended in a bad way or maybe it left a bad taste in your mouth. But everyone has their first love. I will never forget my first love, you know, my first love, it, we had some good times, man. We had some really, really difficult times. We, we made it through some difficult times. We pushed, pushed through some hurt and all these different things. But here, unfortunately, the truth is, is that it ended a lot quicker than I thought it would. It ended very, very quickly. But I will always remember my first love, all the memories that we made. You know, there's nothing like waking up early on a Saturday morning and going to hang out at... It smelled like fresh cut grass and, and hot dogs being cooked in the, in the distance. My first love was baseball, okay? <laughs> so I know a lot of y'all were thinking about who are you describing? My wife is here somewhere, so I can't be talking about that. I'm not trying to start an argument. But, but my first love was baseball. Now, I have so many incredible memories with sports, so many incredible memories with the sport of baseball in particular, I, I remember them, and, and I can't wait to have a son one day so I can just live right through him and put tons of pressure on him and, and be that crazy dad on the sideline yelling at the umpire. I, I look forward to that day. But one of the things that I love about sports and one of the things that I love about baseball is that it taught me so many life lessons. It taught me how to be strong. It taught me how to push through. But one of the biggest things that baseball taught me was not to quit. I remember a coach that I had in particular, his name was Coach Lang, and I was, I was 11 or 12, and this was really an instrumental time in my life with baseball. You know, that's kind of when people stop playing is when they're like 12. It's like, okay, people are starting to separate from the pack, and he, he really looked after me. He took care of me. He always gave me extra reps. He gave me extra coaching. He's like, I see your potential. I see who you can be in this game, and I'm going to work with you because I believe you can play in high school, you can play in college, and I was so grateful for him. But I remember one time in particular with this team, we were playing in a tournament. It was called Top Team Tournament in Pinellas County. So all the top teams in Pinellas County, they all came together. And it was, it was a big deal to even play in this tournament. And this tournament, I don't know what happened, but I was just, I was off, okay? I was, I was hurt. Uh, you know, my, my foot was hurting. My arm was hurting. I wasn't hitting the ball when I was, when I made so many errors in the, in the field. It was, I was like embarrassed. I had zero confidence. And I was like, what is going on? Well, in the semifinals, we're, we're in this game and I am pitching. The, the first inning, I let up two runs. I, I walked people and by the grace of God, they only scored two runs. Um, and in the second inning, I walked the first two batters and 
I remember feeling like I am done. I'm, 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 in, I'm in pain, I'm hurting, I, I, I just don't have what it takes. So I remember calling a timeout, and my coach was like, what are you doing? What are you, what are you, I, and I remember just tossing the ball underhand when he's about halfway to me. He's like, what are you doing? And I was like, coach, I'm done. I quit. I can't do this anymore. I don't have what it takes. I, I don't know what I can do, but I cannot go on. Let me fill up water buckets. Let me be the water boy because I want my team to win and I'm not helping them do so. And I remember he took the baseball and he put it back in my glove and he looked me in the eyes and he said, I'm not going to let you quit. Quitting is the easy way. That's the easy way out. You can quit, you can never play again, that's easy. You are going to finish this game. You are one of the best players on this team. If it wasn't for you, we wouldn't even be in this tournament. And in that moment, after he put that ball in my glove and I was like, we're gonna win this tournament, let's go. We ended up winning that game and we ended up winning the tournament it was awesome. Today's message, I wanna to talk to the people who feel like they're giving up in their life, giving up on the things that God has put in front of you. And I wanna meet you halfway, and I wanna put the ball back in your glove. I wanna meet you there. You know, maybe, maybe it was a goal that you had one time in your life or, or a vision or, or something from God that you feel like, man, God has called me to do this. You started, then you hit resistance, you stalled, or maybe there was very little progress or maybe no progress at all. And today, you look at your life and you feel discouraged. You feel like you're losing hope. Or maybe you already gave up. It could be a relationship that you're in, a friendship with your, maybe your daughter or your son, and you've tried to restore this relationship, but you feel like every time you try, it just gets worse and worse. Maybe you're in here today and you're watching online and you feel like, man, I am fighting for my marriage. I'm giving it all that I have, but I'm running out of fight. Maybe you're believing for God to do a miracle in your child's life or your grandchild's life. And you're like, God, I need you to heal my grandchild. I need you to heal my daughter. God, they have departed from you. God, I pray that they come back to the faith. Maybe you look at your finances and you're not living week to week or paycheck to paycheck, but you're living day to day and you're waiting. You're like, God, I need a breakthrough in my life. Maybe it's an addiction that you've tried to break time and time and time again. Or maybe you're in here and it's, it's your life you're fighting for. You've tried, you've prayed, you believed, but today you sit here feeling discouraged, losing hope. The title of today's message is When You Want to Give Up. Would everyone bow their heads in prayer today? Lord Jesus, I pray for your word, God. I pray, Lord Jesus, that it will penetrate our hearts, Lord Jesus, God that you will, you will remove any distractions that are here today, God, and that it will pierce our hearts, God. It will pierce our ears, Lord Jesus, and life change will take place in this room today, God. When we leave here, we will believe in our hearts and we will follow through on what you've called us to do. In your name I pray, amen. Amen. Well, right now we are concluding a series that is entitled Training Camp. And in this message series, what we're doing is we are preparing to go into battle. We are talking about decisions. 
Can, can we be honest? I'll, I'll, I'll raise both of my hands. We're not always the best decision makers, right? We're, we're, we're just not. But, but what we know about decisions is that decisions, they direct your life. They, and the quality of your decisions determine the quality of your life. So this is the phrase that we've looked at for the last five weeks is, when I'm faced with blank, when I'm faced with this situation, I have trained my mind, I have predecided that I am going to do this. This is the action that I am going to take. This has been a great series. Week one, we talked about being ready. As Christians, we are ready. We are consistent. We're not going to give up. We are devoted. Last week, Pastor, Pastor Tim gave a great word. We are generous. And today, what we're declaring with God's word is, I am a finisher. What we know is this, is it's easy to start something, right? It's easy to get a kick, to get motivated, watch a YouTube video and be like, man, I am ready to go. I'm ready. Well, you know, one of the, one of the busiest times in, in, in the gym is January 1st, right? The meatheads are very, very sad because there's no machines to use. It is packed. It, a 45-minute workout turns into an hour and a half. But the best week of the year is about the third week of January because that's when everyone stops going. You know, a lot of times people are like, all right, it's the first of the year. I'm going to read the Bible in a year this year. And then the second week comes around. And it's like, man, this is a lot of reading. This is like 23 minutes a day. I don't know if I have what it takes. But, but what we know is that it's easy to start but it's hard to finish. And this, right, this idea is more important than what people understand. What do you think separates average people from, from amazing people? What, what, what separates fulfilled people from empty people? Successful people from people who struggle? It's not intelligence. It's, it's not your appearance. It's not the talent that you have. It's not your education or, or even who or what you know. The thing that separates these people is a word that's called perseverance. This is what they have. And what that means, it's the drive to finish. Refusal to quit. There was a scientist, her name was Angela Duckworth, and she, she had groundbreaking research, and she studied it. Why do successful people succeed? Why do these people succeed in their life? So she studied tons of different people from all different walks of life. She studied teachers, people in the military, CEOs, business professionals. She even studied spelling bee champions. And what she found out that all of these people have, they have one thing in common. They have a word, it's called grit. And what that is, it's strength of character that refuses to quit. Enthusiasm is common. It is easy to get excited and be like, all right, I'm going to church. All right, I'm going to the gym. I'm going to do these things. Enthusiasm is common, but endurance is rare. And in this series, what we're doing is we are training our minds. We are preparing our thoughts and our, and our, and our choices, the, the, the decisions that we are going to make. And what we're saying today is, I am a finisher. When I commit, I don't quit. I am a finisher. So what I want everybody to do is just repeat this after me, proclaim this over you. When I commit, I don't quit. I am a finisher. 
The goal of this message today is I want to strengthen your grit. I want to strengthen your perseverance. And I believe that when we leave this room, we are going to be changed, that we are going to refuse to quit on the things of God. Here's the truth about this life. This life gets difficult. It gets hard. We go through pain. We go through heartbreak. We go through loss. We go through tragedy. We go through things that are going to try to stop you. But quitting is the easy way out. When we go through things, it's so easy to blame God. But God is right there by your side and he's saying, let's finish this together. Life gets difficult. Who had a difficult life? His name was Paul in the Bible. And I want to read 2 Timothy 4. This is uh, Paul's emotional farewell to his spiritual son, Timothy. And to give you some context, you know, the Roman emperor Nero, he sentenced him to be beheaded. So Paul is in a dungeon when he writes this, waiting execution. And he writes this days before his beheading. Don't be afraid of suffering for the Lord. Work at telling others the good news and fully carry out the ministry God has given you. Don't just start it. Don't just do it for a week. Don't just do it for a month. Don't just do it for a year. Carry it fully. As for me, my life has already been poured out as an offering to God. The time of my death is near. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race, and I have remained faithful. This is what Paul did. He gave his life as a vessel to God. He gave everything. He even gave his life. Paul finished his race. I have not finished mine. You have not finished yours. You may be here today and you're thinking about your life and you think about the things that you've done so far. You may feel discouraged. You may feel like you're losing hope. Don't give up. You are not dead, so you are not done. You still have breath in your lungs. You still have a calling on your life. Even if God put that on your heart when you were a child or when you were in your 20s or maybe just put it on your heart, God is not done with you. There's more to do for the sake of Christ. There's more love to give. There's more people to help. There's more ministries to start. There's more godly businesses to launch, more content to create, more hope to share, more friendships to make in addictions to break. God has more for you. You may feel like, man, I know God has more for him. I know God has more for Pastor Glenn. I want you to know God has more for you as an individual. That is the God we serve. He knew you before the foundation of the earth. And when he created you, when he knit you together in your mother's womb, he had a purpose for your life. You're not just here to breathe and go to work. We are called to do something for God. So many people, we, we can feel so overwhelmed in life. We have schedules. We, I've got like two and a half kids. One's on the way. Man, I'm, I've got a lot of things to go on to. But here, here's the thing. This is an author. His name is David Allen. He wrote a book called Getting Things Done. He says this, Much of the stress that people feel doesn't come from having too much to do. It comes from not finishing what they've started. A lot of stress that people feel comes from a lot of regret. I should have done this. I should have done that. But here's the truth. You can't control what you did yesterday. You can't control what you did 10 years ago. But what you can control is where am I going 
today? Where am I going tomorrow? I want you to think to yourself, what, what have you not finished that God has prompted you to finish? I'm not talking about season four on Netflix that you, you, you gotta get there and I gotta binge watch. What has God prompted you to do with your life? Revelations three, one through two, it says, I know your deeds. You have a reputation of being alive, but you are dead. Wake up, strengthen what remains and is about to die, for I have found your deeds unfinished in the sight of my God. Strengthen what remains. What I want everybody to do is just close your eyes for a moment. This is between you and God. What is your unfinished business? What is your unfinished business? Now you may be thinking, oh, I wanna, I wanna start a hobby. I, want, I, wanna start, I wanna start fishing. I, want, I, want, I wanna lose 20 pounds. I wanna finish my degree. I need, to, I need to launch that business. What I would say to you is go for it. Do it. You should do those things and do it the best of your ability unto God. But what is God asking you to do? What is God asking you to finish in your life? Is it heal a broken relationship? Is it start to live boldly for the sake of Jesus Christ? Start sharing your faith with your family? To give what God told you to give? Join a small group? Serve? Start a ministry? Apologize? Maybe it's just start living fully for him. Well, you know what? I'm not gonna have one foot in the world and one foot in the church. I'm going to come over and I'm going to give God my everything. What has God asked you to do? You guys can open your eyes. Here's my advice. It would be, a, it would be good for you to finish what you started a year ago. Last year, you were the first who wanted to give and you were the first to begin doing it. Now, you should finish what you started. That's 2 Corinthians. So many times in our life, we're the, we get excited. We're the first ones to go. We're the first ones to take action. But what happens is we get tired, right? We get weary. What God is saying to us is saying is finish what you started. And not just finish what you started, but finish what he started within you. Why does it matter if you quit? Because every decision that you make in this life it's pointing you towards a direction in your future. Every decision that we make carries weight. It affects not just you, it affects other people. When, when you decide to quit, what you're saying is, I don't have what it takes. I'm, I, I can't do that, it's, it's not that important. What I want you to know is everything in this life, everything, our clothes, our bank accounts, our houses, our bodies, everything in this life is going to fade. You do not take it with you when you go. We worked so hard to enjoy this last 15 years of retirement and I'm looking forward to it one day, but that's not what our life is all about. That's not when we start living our best life. Your best life is today with God. Everything fades. What we do in this life matters. It matters in your eternity, and it matters in the eternity of other people around you. When you stand strong, when you refuse to back down, when you persevere, what you're saying is, is this is worth it. I'm a finisher. I persevere. When I commit, I don't quit.
You know, there's people here in this room who, who are on the verge of quitting. They've gone through things in their life. They've gone through pain. They've gone through heartache. They've gone through traumatic things. And they look at their life today and they feel like, man, I've given everything that I possibly can give. I'm taking this ball and I'm putting it in your glove. And I encourage you, don't give up. God is not done. You may look at your situation and you may feel like, man, there's no way I can make it through this. There's no way I can make it through what's taking place right now. I want you to know, we need you. The church needs you. He's not done working, he's not done moving. Whatever situation you're going through, God is in control. We need you, we need every person in this room. Listen, the harvest, it's plentiful, but the workers are few. God needs us to carry out his mission and carry the good news to people. We all struggle. You're going to struggle, but here's the thing. You may see me struggle, but you won't see me quit. Because when I commit, I don't quit. Acts 20, 24, it says this. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me. The task of testifying the good news of God's grace. My only aim is to finish the race. This is all I'm worried about in my life. So many people, they, they miss. Why could Paul finish his race. He had a very, very difficult race. He faced opposition. He faced struggle. He got bit by a snake. You ever been bit by a snake? No, you haven't. He got, he got shipwrecked. He got persecuted. He was in and out of jail, but he finished his race. The reason why Paul could finish his race was because he wasn't running this race for Paul. He was running this race for God. And in that verse, he said, I consider my life worth Nothing. What in this life is more valuable than running the race that God has for you? Nothing. Nothing. So in, in our minds and in, in where we are in culture today, I want you to just consider this. I consider my personal comfort. I consider my net worth, people's opinions. I consider my personal hopes and dreams. I consider these things worth nothing to me. My only aim in this, in this life is to finish the race God has put out for me. Man, wh where would I be in my life if I let other people's opinions dictate how I live? Where would I be in my life if I let success and money dominate my ways of thinking? I can promise you this, I wouldn't be here. And a lot of you wouldn't be here either. So how do we finish the race that God has called you to run? How do you do it? You run for God, not yourself. It's so easy for us to be like, man, I've gotta do this for me, I've gotta do this for my life. We aren't doing this for us. Our life is worship to God. You, you do it for God. And the next thing you do is you take the next step. Take the next step. You do not have to finish the race today, but you have to move one step at a time. Jesus on the cross, he could have quit at any moment that he wanted to. Really, his road to the cross was extremely, extremely difficult. It was extremely, extremely hard. He was arrested. 
wrongfully tried, sentenced to death by a cross. It started off with him being beaten by a cat of nine tails. Every time that it pierced him, it tore flesh from his body. He could have said, listen, God, this isn't what I wanted to do. This is, this is painful. This hurts. He could have thrown in the towel and said, I am done. But he didn't. He took the cross of Calvary one step at a time. He fell to his knees and he got up and he took the next step. He hung on a cross with nails in his wrists and in his feet. That's difficult. The only way he could breathe is by lifting himself up and dislocating his shoulders. That's the only way he could get a breath. He could have said, you know what, I'm done. Angels come and get me, I'm, I'm going back to heaven, I need, a, I need a nap. But he didn't. He didn't quit on you. He didn't quit on me. He took all of our sin, he took my sin, he took your sin, he became sin and he put it on his back. He didn't quit, he finished. And what he said was, it is finished. Into your hands I commit my spirit. So what are we, we're, we're ready, we're consistent, we're devoted, we are generous and we are finishers. Training our minds today, when I commit to something, when I commit to God, I don't quit. Keep going. Say another prayer. Make another call. Make another gift. Run another mile. Memorize another verse. Talk to your child again. Pray for your child again. Forgive Again, dream that dream again. Let that vision that God put inside of your heart from a long time ago come back to life because you're not dead, so you're not done. Do not quit. Take another step. Take another step. There's a, there's a man, his name was Derek Redman, and he ran in the 1992 Barcelona Olympics in the 400 meter. His goal was to finish. His goal was to win. His goal was to cross that finish line. He trained for this. He was ready, but he tore his hamstring, and it didn't look like he was going to finish the race. Derek Redmond of Great Britain pulled up with an injury halfway down the back stretch. He's fighting off those trying to help him to finish the race in his lane. And now the pain too much. Stadium as Redmond, with assistance this time, approaches the finish line he had wanted so desperately to reach. Amen. That's good. You know, you may look at your life and you may feel like, I can't go on. As a follower of Jesus Christ, you aren't running this race 
alone. That right there depicts our heavenly Father. We don't serve a God who just stands away in the stands and he's watching from above. We serve a relational God who will pick you up from the pit. When you feel like I've given everything I have, he will pick you up. He will carry you to the finish line. That is our God. He's at the right hand of the Father interceding for you right now. He's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. This is our God. Philippians 1.6, it says, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. He started the good work. He is going to finish the good work in you if we allow him to be a vessel to be used by him. You aren't running this race alone. You may feel weary, you may feel tired, but he's right here holding you. He's pushing people out of the way, telling you to stop people who are trying to distract you. He's saying, I have you. Let's do this together. What I'm gonna ask everybody to do is just stand to our feet. We're going into one song right now. We're gonna go into wor to worship. And what I'm gonna ask you to do is just to declare this song over your life. Where it starts with God is surrendering your life to Him. I believe with all of my heart, everyone here was created for a reason. You have a purpose on your life. You have breath in your lungs. You get to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. So what I believe is God has a purpose for your life. Why do people quit so many times in this life? Is because quitting is an option. Why do people quit on their marriage? Because it's an option. Why do people quit on that goal? Is because it's an option. Why do people quit on God? Is because it's an option. You may see me struggle, but you won't see me quit. Because when I commit, I don't quit. I'm a finisher.
praise you, Lord. Let's give the Lord a praise offering that he's worthy of today. Could everyone just have a seat just for a moment? That was a good word for us. That was a word for so many people today. You know, I was, I was in the stands at that baseball game. I was watching my son going through a major trial at that game. And I was doing the godly thing on the sidelines, I want you to know. I know a lot of you are like, he's probably praying. Oh no, I was yelling at that umpire because that strike zone got shrunk down for some reason, I thought. But I didn't know what happened with the coach when he came out there. But when he went out there, Andrew was just like this. You could tell he quit, he was done, he was over it. But when the coach encouraged him, when the coach told him, I believe in you, I've got all comp, you're, quit. That's not even an option. I'm not looking at anybody else. You are the man right now. When that coach went back into in the dugout, Andrew's entire countenance changed. He was standing up straight. He was ready to go. Let me tell you, the strikeouts were coming right after that. The rest of the game changed because of the encouragement that was brought to him. I want you to know, we serve a God that believes in you. We serve a God that has confidence in you. We serve a God that's never gonna leave us. He's never going to forsake us. When we're down and we're discouraged, and let me tell you, there are times that you're gonna be down and you're gonna be discouraged. But I love the picture of the father of that runner. You see, you can look at his face. He wasn't disappointed that his son lost the race. He was concerned that his son needed to finish the race. And that's what God does. When we're down and we're discouraged, he wants to grab us. He wants to pick us up. At times, let me tell you, there are times I just need God to carry me. Am I the only one? And when that, the side comes in and the people come in to bring distraction, that dad said, get away from my son. I've got, you saw that. That fired me up when I saw it. He's like, I've got my son. I don't need your help. I want you to know that you and God make a majority. That when you're down, when you're discouraged, when you've tripped up, when you don't know where else to go, God is right there with you. God is right there for you. He's not gonna leave you. He's not gonna forsake you. He believes in you. He's got an answer for you. That is the God that we serve. So church, don't grow weary in doing good. Let me tell you, this past week for me, it was a hard week. I was discouraged. Inside I felt like, man, I just, I wanna quit. I'm so tired. But here's the answer. You don't grow weary in doing good because in due season, a harvest will come if you don't quit. If you don't quit. So when you feel like quitting, oh no. That's the time you say, God, let's go. I need you. I need you right now. And you rely on the source because God is our answer. When we're discouraged in a world that brings discouragement, why are we so surprised? We say, get behind me, Satan. 
because I am running the race to my full. I'm running toward my destiny. I'm running towards my Father. I'm running with God. And if God's for me, who can be against me? When we begin to proclaim who we are in Christ, everything changes. Your future changes. Your dreams will change. Your hope returns. The joy of the Lord returns to your heart because the joy of the Lord is our strength. We say we believe it. I wanna encourage you, live it. Wake up every day. Engage in the race. Finish strong. Finish the race that God's called you because I believe that God is not done with you yet. Receive, you can call me Coach Glenn today. You don't have to call me Pastor Glenn. Your coach is saying, let's go. Your best days are ahead of you if you don't quit. If you don't quit. Let's all bow our heads and close our eyes. Father, we love you so much. We're so grateful for your faithfulness. God, you're so good to us. You're a friend that sticks closer than a brother. You're always right there with your arms outstretched to us. When we're tired, when we're weary, when we're beaten down, God, you're right there to wrap your arms around us. And I pray today for those that have struggled, those that are feeling weary, those that are tired, those that feel like quitting, I declare over them that they will not quit in Jesus' name. You're gonna lift them up. You're gonna restore them. Where there's brokenness, where there's hurt, where there's disappointment. God, today you are bringing restoration and hope to your body, to your church. Lord, we look to you for the victory that's in front of us. And we pray it done in Jesus' name. With every head bowed and every eye closed, we're gonna dismiss in just a moment. But let me ask you, if you're here today, maybe, maybe you haven't even started the race. Let me tell you, that's the most important race you'll ever run is when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For some of you, maybe you've had one foot in the world, one foot in the church, and you're wondering why is there such a struggle? I wanna encourage you, when you surrender all to Jesus Christ, everything changes. Your heart changes, your mind changes, the way you think, the way you process, because you begin to think with the mind of Christ. And when you begin to think with the mind of Christ and you trained yourself to think the way God thinks about you, it all, it all changes. If you're here today, before we close, you say, Pastor Galena, I want that. I wanna get in the race, or I wanna get back in the race, or I wanna get fully in the race. When I count to three, I want you just to raise your hand. I'm not gonna call you out. I'm not gonna embarrass you, but I believe that today will be a new day for you, walking hand in hand with your Savior, Jesus Christ. One two, three. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, yes. God sees your heart. God sees your heart. God sees your heart. Can we all pray for the sake of all those that raise their hand today? Just repeat this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I thank you that I am not a quitter. I thank you that you're always with me. 
thank you that you're always lifting me up. I thank you that you're always encouraging me. Today, I commit myself to you. I ask you to forgive me when I've done wrong. Today, I accept you, Christ, as my Lord, my Savior, my God, and truly my best friend. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We serve a great God, don't we? Let's give the Lord a wonderful praise offering that he's worthy of. Thank you so much, Pastor Glenn, Pastor Andrew. God has really done a work in this place. Would you stand with me now to receive your blessing? And as the altar prayer team comes to the front, I wanna encourage you, just after I say this blessing over you, if you'd like prayer for any reason, please come see one of these altar prayer team members. And if you raised your hand for the first time to give your heart to Jesus, we also have a book to give you for free called A Fresh Start with God. It's good to have a fresh start, isn't it? But to receive your blessing now, if you would just maybe turn your palms upward in an attitude of receiving or open your heart before the Lord. May the Lord bless you with endurance. May the Lord bless you as you go forth in your readiness for Him, in your devotion to Him, in your faithfulness and in your generosity and in your perseverance to finish this race. May the Lord bring up into your mind and heart things that he has promised you long ago and establish that in your life. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. I love you, church. See you tomorrow night and Worship Wednesday.